Today's episode of the DNVR Avalanche podcast is brought to you by Green Mountain Dental Group. And all you need to do to get a free Sonicare toothbrush is schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with them. They're down in Lakewood just 15 minutes from Denver, and they're huge Colorado sports fans just like everyone here at DNVR. Plus, they've been one of our longtime partners, so... Show them some love, and that's helping us here at DNVR as well. And taking care of your teeth is the first step to good health. So schedule that cleaning, x-ray, and exam, and go get your free Sonicare toothbrush at Green Mountain Dental Group today. And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole. A left by Cole this time. Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen. He shoots and scores. Nathan McKinnon, Cole J.T. Comfer, 877 goes now. Gabriel Landeskog, collective hugs, 29 and 92. Save me by Grubauer. Move over, Picasso. This piece of art is by McKinnon. My goodness gracious. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits, where I go to get all of my Breckenridge Brewery as often as possible. I'm Rudo. He's AJ Hayfley. On today's episode, obviously, the news of the day is Jason Bottrell has been fired by the Buffalo Sabres as their GM. I believe they also fired his assistant GM as well. And Don't made, pay for that guy. Yeah, their executive vice president is now the GM of the team, Kevin Adams. Anyway, not, not the mm-hmm. point. The point is Buffalo continues to struggle with a, a cycle of trouble at the GM position not quite getting it right, feeling like they're living the perpetual rebuild of Groundhog's Day at this point. And we can start there, and and eventually the point of this is to work it back into the abs and how they might be able to take advantage of it. Yeah, I mean, we'll get there at some point. But for right now, it was just interesting to see that they made this decision. Um, you can't You can't blame Bottrell for not trying. He did a lot of things in his his years there. Um, it's not like he's been there a really long time. He's made upwards of 20 trades. He spent money. He's gotten rid of some bad money. He's done. He certainly I mean, he's, did things. He's tried to do a lot of stuff. You know, there. If we were, if you were to 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 pull up, you know, exactly what he's done for them, uh, it, it's. It's a long list of things that some of it is confusing. Like uh, Marcos Candela was a great example of how I think they have bigger problems than just talent because Marcos Candela was super reliable for years in Minnesota, right? And ends up in Buffalo, doesn't do anything for them. Like there's nothing there. Yep. And then leaves Buffalo and immediately, immediately finds better. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately re- reverts to previous form and ends up with a multi-year deal in St. Louis. <laughs> like. Yeah. With the reigning cup champs, no less. Right. And so like, and right. A, important context there, because it's not like he just joined a bottom feeder and was like, here's minutes. It was no, yeah. this team is actually good. And, and fit in. And, you know, yeah. maybe Scandell is a guy that needs to have a certain level of talent around him for him to be able to be at his best. You know, maybe he can't be a leader and help kind of turn turn a defense around. You know, maybe that's what we, we learned from that. But it sure is interesting that guys with with long histories go to Buffalo and – it, it's it's different players there to say the least, and you know they they get a guy they they go out and they get guys, um, you know they like Brandon Montour, Colin Miller, and it it just seems if you're asking 
especially someone like a Marco Scandella to just be a solid defensive defenseman for you. The Sabres have a doll in. The Sabres have a wrist line in that you can play that guy against. Why aren't they getting the best out of him? Yeah, well, and Ristolainen's been interesting because all metrics would suggest that he's just spent his entire career drowning and and sure. getting caved in because he's playing top-pairing minutes, and he's just not capable of that. We don't know what Ristolainen is capable of and where the right role for him is because we've only ever seen him play top-pairing minutes in Buffalo, and he just gets he gets rocked on on the metric side of things. He puts up good points, and that's where his value comes in. That's where that's where you say, "Hey, like, there's." It's not like he's not doing anything. He's really good on the power play. He generates a plenty of offense, but it, there's nothing there defensively that that suggests he should be in that in that kind of a role. And because they've never been able to build an adequate defense around him, they've never been able to put him in a better role. Yeah. It it's just the reality of the situation. Other than when they managed to draft Dolan, uh, Dolan, yeah. it he hasn't gotten the help around him on defense that he's needed. And it, like you said, Scandella, a nice piece, not someone you bring into play on your top pair. Sure, and like them going out and Brandon Montour and uh, Colin Miller, like those are both like guys with upside guys guys with some track record of success and you're hoping that they're that they're good and i mean nonetheless and none of, of them well. having one of their worst seasons of their careers right and like they they get yoki haru out of uh, out of chicago yep like which i thought was theft for freaking alex nylander the deal they made, it certainly seemed good for them. <clears throat> yeah, and then Yoki Hari was okay. So, what's what stinks in Buffalo then? <laughs> it it's a question. I mean, I, you can fire your GM all you want. He can't make the players play better on the ice, right? Like his job was to build to build a team on the ice, and he tried. You know, he fleeced Carolina in that Jeff Skinner trade. Yep. And then because Jeff Skinner didn't want to go, you know, he, he, we knew he wanted to be there, but he also wanted to get paid. And then he had the big year. 40 goals. And then all of a sudden you have to pay him $9 million. <laughs> right. Well, and, and like they, they got strong armed into giving him that deal because it was like, okay, pay him $9 million or let him leave for or free. You get nothing out of this. Yeah. And it's like you're, and at the time, of course, you need to have the cap space. Yep. But it's just like, what do you do? You know, this is a bad deal. You know, but you, it's either make the bad deal and keep the player, or he walks and you're nowhere. Yep. And that nine million dollars probably doesn't even get spent on anything meaningful. Yeah. And then you have Jack Eichel, who's at ten million. Which don't get me wrong, Jack Eichel's worth every single penny. I have no but, problems with Jack Eichel at ten mil. But the, the numbers stack up quick. All of a sudden, yeah. a completely faded Kyle Acaposo is making six million dollars. <laughs> yeah, you have for some reason traded for Wayne Simmons at the deadline yeah. to not make the playoffs, even with twenty four teams. Yeah, they had the Marcus Johansson. They were the team that won the Mojo sweepstakes, which we talked about yeah. so much last summer. They won the Mojo sweepstakes, and they have him for one more year. And then the entire rest of their forward course contracts are up at the end of this season. Yeah, They have four forwards signed for next year. <laughs> and half yeah. of the ones they don't have signed are hitting UFA. Yeah, uh, and, and like guys they've had for years where it's, you know, they they were the team that ended up with Jimmy VC. Nope. Um they and, and like that was a long running thing. He he went through Buffalo multiple times in order to get them to, to get him to actually play on the play. ice. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, the, the Zemgis Gergensons and Johan Larson have been there forever. Yep. 
Uh, Dominic Cahoon was actually, I thought, a decent little acquisition for them at the deadline. Sure. That's got some chance. Victor Olofsson is the only guy that's that that is a draft pick that's actually done anything for them. Casey Middlestat still toiling away in the AHL at this point. Yeah, but I mean, Victor Olofsson is going to get Calder votes. I mean, he's not going to get many. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he'll get fifth place votes. Sure. <laughs> Nonetheless, yeah, it certainly has worked out well for them as. He was called Victor Golovson for a good stretch of this season, but yeah, for for the first thirty games of the year when he was leading all the rookies in scoring, and it yeah. was like, what the hell is Who Victor is Olsen? <laughs> so it's not it, it, the the point of all this, and and they did leave. They they watched Lawrence uh, Pilot leave and go to Russia for two years. Yep, and that was a guy that if they were more invested in their analytics, they wouldn't have let walk. Because his underlines all said that he was a solid defender that they should keep around and give more ice time to. Now, we've also seen the analytics will say that about a lot of guys who are third pairing guys. And they're in very being actually on the whole. Yeah. I mean, do Patrick Weirkosh was an analytics darling for years in Ottawa. So was Brandon Gormley, man, in, in Arizona. And and like Weirkosh leaves or, or leaves Ottawa, comes to Colorado, and he's out of the league within two years. Yep. And it's like sometimes sometimes the coaches know what they're doing, and the analytics aren't. You know the the analytics are are more deceiving, and, and they're more a result of the of a coach putting them in a proper role, instead of looking at them and saying that guy should get a bigger role. The point being. That was a guy that maybe had a little bit of upside that they could have gotten something out of, uh, and this is just this is just sort of emblematic of the, of the organization as a whole. Even even little victories they don't get to enjoy much of because they don't end up meaningful. So, to circle back, you know, originally I said, "How much do you put on of this on Botrill and?" Look, yes, he tried to build a team, but there are some big swings that didn't work out here. And then it feels like there's a lot of bit parts with all the expiring contracts. With, you know, they couldn't retain Robin Leonard. So right now they have Carter Hutton and Linus Olmark in net. And at a certain point, do all the puzzle pieces just stop fitting together? Well, <clears throat> when it comes to like like Carter Hutton, like they moved on from Lanner because it was like, hey, at some point the relationship is just bad, and you've got to move sure. on. Um, it didn't work out for them as Lanner figured it out almost immediately. But. Well, and even if even if you go back and you look at Lanner's Buffalo career, he was at least solid in the majority of his Sabres career. I mean, he always had the high-end flashes, right? It was just... Yeah, well, and he had two really, really good years for the Sabres, and it was, yep. it was never enough for them. And there was always... It was always something, right? Yep. So it was just a... That was just a divorce that needed to happen. That was a relationship that had run its course. But then, like, go out and your response is to go and get Carter Hutton and give him money and then put him in net. And it's just like what's the upside? Like, what are you, what are you actually getting with this decision? You know, now maybe the problem of getting guys to come to Buffalo is the real problem here. Could Carter be. Hutton was the one that just said yes. So it's, it's, you know, an, an element that we haven't talked about here where players aren't exactly going to be beating down the door to go to Buffalo. One, it's not everyone's favorite city to live in. It's, it's cold. It's dark. It's not the fun part of New York. It's in Toronto's shadow. Like, it's... Yeah. It's the little brother. Yeah, but there are positive... You know, the fan base is rabid. They they are freaking crazy there for their sports teams. And respect. Like, players love that. They're attracted to that atmosphere where the fans care. And, you know, players, players have egos. Yep. And being in a, being in a place that... If you're the one to turn it around, you're legend forever. You know, that's got to be intriguing. I mean, you look at 
like the Cleveland Browns. Imagine the guy that ends up being the quarterback when the Cleveland Browns eventually win a Super Bowl someday. Yeah. Like legend. Legend forever. Yeah. Sure. But how it feels like Buffalo's stuck in the middle. It doesn't feel like they're the franchise that has been in the dumpster forever. Granted, they missed the playoffs nine years in a row. Right. But that doesn't mean a bunch of bottom five finishes. That's why they've been picking like me and pick eighth and pick seventh and stuck in mediocrity. Yeah. We're there a a couple of years of tanking that ultimately they failed to get the guy they were trying to get. But yeah, they had the two hardcore years of tanking where they were after McDavid. They ended up with Eichel pretty solid consolation prize, but not, you know, and the end. Eichel and Darlene are foundational building blocks that you should be able to build your franchise around. Yeah. The fact that they haven't, they haven't done that yet, you know, and, oh, it's only been two years in terms of Darlene, but you know, how much, how much more time can you really take what's coming in terms of the pipeline? You know, Dylan cousins is top pick last year. Do they really have to rely on them getting lottery luck this year and getting a, a Lafreniere or a Byfield? Right. It just seems, where did all the talent go? Yeah. Like where is that even the problem? That is a question that we will continue to explore. But first we have to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. They have their mile high city copper lager representing us here in Denver as all of their beers really do, whether it be the Colorado core, the avalanche Amber, the vanilla Porter, you name it. They have a beer for you, no matter what kind you like, and you can get it from their farmhouse down in Littleton and call 303-803-1380 for pickup from 12 to 8 PM and get $5 off when you use code DNBR, even pick up a meal like lunch or something like that. If you can't head down there, you can always get it delivered from Davidson's or head down to your nearest grocery or liquor store. And we also now have sports betting as golf has returned officially. They just wrapped up their first tournament last weekend, and you can head on over to DraftKings and make a bunch of bets on that, including a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000 with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't worry if you haven't been able to take advantage of it yet as the action will continue at DraftKings Sportsbook as long as they possibly can have sports, which hopefully are permanently back in most cases. So head over to the app right now and check out all they have to offer. Again, you can download that top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and get $1,000 for signing up and using code DNVR. They're going all out with the sign-up bonus with that DNVR code. Only DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado-only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 5x playthrough restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast, which, first of all, it does feel nice to not be covering baseball right now. Sorry, Drew. Uh, but Buffalo in particular is an interesting team. You see them fire their GM. And this isn't the first time that the vultures have cocked an eye towards the Buffalo Sabres. We'll put it that way. I believe if you go search YouTube right now for Buffalo Fire Sale, you will find a video about how everything must go from the Buffalo Sabres from about 10 years ago. So... (laughs) It's, yeah, God, those Sabers. It's it's amazing that ten years has done nothing yeah. for the franchise. That nothing has changed in those ten years, and uh, you know it's <clears throat> um, something that Avs fans should at least find relatable. Not on that level because they didn't have Colorado didn't have that kind of problem. Like. They just built Col- it up, Colorado tore it down repeatedly. <laughs> well, Colorado like fell into a couple of playoff appearances, and yeah. like that can that can seduce a team to do certain things one way or the other. And 
they try to accelerate when they shouldn't. And... Right, like like the Avs made the playoffs in in 2010, immediately after that great draft class. Yep. Instead of building off of that, because they were wildly lucky, and Craig Anderson had a career year. Uh, instead of instead of building off of that and having another good draft and and uh, you know blah 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 blah, they went out. They traded their first round pick for Semyon Varlamov. They trade they trade two young players for Eric Johnson. Like they like made it immediately yeah. right. They made they made big big moves to try and solve their problems, uh, their biggest problems, and like. You can't blame a team for getting aggressive like that, like the, how they got aggressive. And then they also, you know, where Colorado was a little different, they ended up with top five picks. Yep. You know, Duchesne at three, Landeskog at two, McKinnon at one. Like, you go and you look at, at Buffalo, they have two one ones, in the, in, or they have a one two and a one one in Eichel and Dahlin. Yep. <laughs> and then they've got a slew of top ten, top 10 picks. And as we've learned the hard way, like you're kind of at your mercy, at the mercy of the draft class when you're in that range where you're just missing out on the elite guys and you're, you should be able to get high end guys, but there are always busts in the back half of the top 10. And unfortunately for Buffalo, they've found them more often than not. You you look at 2016 and look at the, the, the Clayton Keller, Yep. Sergachev, even Tyson Jost, and then there's Casey Middlestat, the guy who doesn't work out. It ends up in Buffalo. That was 2017. But Sorry. 17. 2016 isn't wrong because that was Alex Nylander. Right. That's the that's the, the Nylander draft where, yeah, I mean. You're, you're taking Tyson Jost at 10, 10 times out of 10 over Nylander at 8. Right. Like, just given what they've done in the NHL. You're like, but Buffalo would be like, hey, Tyson Jones, okay. Like, not totally in love, but pretty solid. Yeah. And you look at uh, middle stats drafts, not quite as good, but, you know, behind him, Martin Neches, Nick Suzuki. You go even further down, Robert Thomas, Philip Cheadle. But, I'm, and, and like, Neches is a guy that you would take today. Yeah. Easily and over over what Middlestat has done and, and, was, and was drafted like very quickly. That's not to mention had they tanked a little bit more that year or had lottery luck, do they end up with Miro Haskin and Kale McCarr or Elias Peterson instead of having to pick Casey Middlestat at eight? Right, right. And that, that uh, let's be honest, the top, top end of that 2017 draft is miles ahead of the rest of it definitely i mean even like we 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 bag on new jersey for nico heischer but yeah that dude is crushing casey middle stats like he's (laughs) buffalo would straight up kidnap someone to get it to get nico heischer in their 2c job they would take Nolan Patrick as is with all of the injuries over yeah. Casey Middlestat. Like right, like they would and Nolan Patrick would be a step forward. Yep. So I I mean it's it's just been too many first round misses. Well it's 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 like that and then it's at the same time there's this is this is where ownership this is where Colorado ownership and Buffalo ownership are a little different because Buffalo's ownership I think Buffalo's ownership wants to win. And they they care about winning. And they've been too eager to cut checks. Yep. Because you that's how you end up, you know, they had to buy out Billy Leno. Yep. You know, the you had to you have now you have Kyle Lopozo on your books. And all they had to do was ask any New York Islanders fan or watcher if that was gonna be a good idea, if that contract was a good idea. Like no. <laughs> the New York Islanders have been desperate to keep talent on there and they were like too rich for our blood. Yep. Like that's when an organization is okay losing a talent like that, I it's just it's such a signal. Like yeah. they weren't they weren't dying to lose a pozo, but they didn't mind it. And that should have been a really big red flag. 
And that's sort of the thing with Buffalo is everywhere you turn, they've they've misevaluated. They they went hard after Jimmy VC twice. Um, I forgot about Sam Reinhardt. He was a top pick too. He was their second. Yeah. Yeah, he was second overall in 2014. It's just that 2014 well, is a year that in my mind doesn't exist. They they got the two first overall picks correct, and they got the second overall pick, or the two second overall picks and the first overall pick. They got correct. Yeah. Before that, their best first-round pick maybe of this decade is Rasmus Ristolainen, yeah. who has been wildly overrated. <laughs> who's been compli- it's complicated with him kind yep. of the way that it's complicated with Nikita Zadorov in Colorado there was a bow also a Buffalo first rounder like we just went over the abs first round picks mm-hmm. and with all of the solidness in there you compare that to what Buffalo has done since 2009 Zach Cassian good NHL player but not a top six player and did not stay in Buffalo yeah big Mark- thing the big thing I think we're about to see here is did not stay in Buffalo yep Mark Pissick. I mean, yeah, again, he's an NHLer. Actually did spend four years there, but is he high impact? Not really. Joel Armia, same kind of thing. Only played one year in Buffalo. Grigorenko, we all know that story here in Avalanche land. Then you have Risto, Reinhardt, and Eichel when they were in their true tank years. Yeah. And then they come. They had Risto and Zadorov in the same year. Yeah, Zadorov as well, who they traded away with the pick immediately after him of JT Confer and both of those guys can say what you want about them. They're NHL players. Yep. Then they have Reinhardt Eichel and then you get into the, the current era of just miss, miss, miss with Nylander who's now traded away middle stat who now can't stay in the NHL. Sure. They got Dolan and neither of us are particularly high on Dylan cousins as a seven. No, pick. Kudos. He did have a great year. Yeah, absolutely. But we'll see there. We'll we'll see what the upside ends up being because that was always the problem with Cousins. Anyway, um, it's it's a funny the thing. Other, right? The other thing we haven't talked about here is the the fact that they traded Ryan O'Reilly for peanuts. Yep they well they acquired him. They acquired him. Won that honestly they won that trade. Although it's not it's not like a huge significant win. Colorado was Colorado got two two I mean, got, NHLers out of it. Three NHLers in the short term. Cuz Grigorenko did play two full seasons well, here. But I mean, come on. <laughs> they sure. get they get two real NHLers out of it and oh they got uh, Buffalo got a 1C until Jack Eichel, which happened that day. So that set up their future. That that set up their centers 1-2 down the middle. They should have been. They should have been just fine with that. That they should have been golden. Did absolutely nothing with it, and then traded O'Reilly for, like you said, basically nothing. Well, right, and like Tage Thompson was a guy that was an obvious one-dimensional player who was going to have a problem. Yep. And you know, I think it was like a first and a second round pick, and then like these older guys where it's like you're, you know, Sabotka, and it's a waste of time. But like the top prospect isn't a top prospect, and the first round pick is late. And like even then, it's just like you know, it ended up being the last first round pick. Yeah. I think they used it on Ryan Johnson, who I I loved, but <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Regardless, like and like look at yeah, sure. Like you have it, they were expiring contracts. So in that way, they saved a little bit of money. But even then, they really didn't because Patrick Birdland and Vladimir Sabotka's contracts are still on their cap hit. Right. And it's basically what they did is they gave away the best player in that deal and they didn't get even 20 cents on the dollar. Right. I mean, you know, maybe Sabaka gets you ten to ten cents. Maybe. I mean, I think the the real the first round pick will will determine that deal. Just how bad that deal goes. Because uh was it Berglund was it Berglund or Sabotka that just left this year? Berglund just bounced. Sabotka is on injured reserve. Okay. 
So they didn't get anything out of it. Yep. They do still have a second in 2021, but I mean, let's be honest, that's chump change. Right. Unless they get unless they get a really high end player out of that pick, like yeah, barring yeah. something weird happening, yeah. but it's just not come together like at all. And yeah. and we've seen the swings, right? They draft all of these forwards to set themselves up, Reinhardt, Eichel, and then they have no defense. They cannot put the defense together behind them. So what do they do? Eventually they come back around. They finally get Darlene. They think they can they can put it all together. And then Agposo falls off a cliff. And all of a sudden it's literally a one-line team. They cannot put it together. And it's at this point where Buffalo, do they start considering burn it down and start again? And you know. And build just around Darlene. Right. Just say, look, this has not worked. We need to shed cap because they're they finished out of the playoffs and if not for injured reserve, they were on pace to be less than a million dollars under the salary cap. Yeah. And they do, I mean, we mentioned it earlier, they have a lot of money coming off this season. Book. So do they say, look, let's just let everybody walk? start again except that this has been a failed decade essentially yeah i mean i think that this is where you know the guys the guys they should let simmons for leak vc gergensen's larson all go you think gergensen's all the other ones i think for sure i i just i mean gergensen's is just you look at his career i mean he's a fourth line player like who cares i don't necessarily disagree with you, but he's been one of those players that are kind of you tie them to the franchise. Okay. I mean And I mean, for all I know, Gurdonsons doesn't even want to come back, so who knows? But I, I just I'm not prioritizing a guy who's averaging like eighteen points over the last four years. Like I'm it just doesn't matter. Yeah, I, he's just he's just not sure. a priority for and me. Just to make it easy, that <sighs> means all of the UFA forwards are not coming back. Yeah, that's it. I would just cut them all out, and that's where uh, you put in. You know, you you. Good lord, this is such a waste. Land of prospects. Yep, it's not like, great. You put in you you put in cousins. You put yep. in uh, Asplund. You put in Middlestat, and you say go, right. And like, okay, let's see how this goes. You know, I, maybe this goes well, and you know, maybe Middlestat turns it around. Whatever, but give those guys, give those guys minutes, give them meaningful minutes, let them play their way through it, let let Casey Middlestat figure it out. You know, because I don't think that it's doing him any good. Toiling you know, away, yeah. Well, like he has twenty five points in his in a, in a first full season, right? And it's. All right, well, that's obviously a disappointment, but let's see, you know, put him up in the lineup, put him with the with the better of the guys cuz you know he's not a guy that's going to excel in a bottom six role. So put him in the position. You put him with a, you know, you have Skinner with Eichel, <clears throat> put Reinhardt with uh with with middle stat and then if you, you know, have Cousins on on the right wing on one of those guys, or or have cousins be in the center and have him play with Reinhardt and and Middlestat like whatever right just put your put sure. your skill with your skill and just let it ride see how it goes you know same thing with Tage Thompson like just put these guys in positions where they can at least be in a comfort zone and don't go out and spend a bunch of money on on guys who are 32 years old so that they can prop you up and be the difference between a 75-point team and a 65-point team. Let your young players determine that. That was the one thing that I think Colorado deserves a hell of a lot of credit for, was that they they came off a 48-point season, and they said, okay, we'll let the kids decide. We, we yep. just went vet heavy, and we bottomed out. There's no – got rid of all those guys got rid of a lot of those guys off of that team and just said, okay, bring them in, you know, 
Tyson Jostin, Alex Kerfoot, Dominic Toninato, you know, JT Confer. It was just rookie after rookie after rookie. Rantanen on the top line. Like, yeah. Right. Like, put these guys in these positions. And Miko Rantanen coming off of, what was it, a 35-point year, 38-point year? I believe. Like Did lead the team in goals, but yeah. <laughs> right. But it was like, okay, rookie year. Like, if Miko Rantanen had that rookie this year, he, it would he, be disastrous, yeah. Well, it was like, it, you know, he wouldn't have been like in the top seven or eight of the rookies this year. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, it's it's commit to your youth and commit to an identity. Figure out exactly who you want to be and go for that. Play into that. Coach to that. You know, oh. don't don't get a coach in Ralph Kruger and make him and say, okay, well, he's going to coach however he wants to coach. Play to your have a, yeah. have a freaking plan. Yep. Yep. I I can't disagree with that. Uh, unfortunately, I think the plan for a lot of teams around the league right now is to pick those bones. But we'll get to that yeah. in the third period. As first, if you need a plan for going back to school, MSU at Denver Online puts a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. MSU Denver is the Colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. MSU Denver graduates use their relevant degrees to land coveted jobs. Let's be honest, this is a pretty coveted job as far as I'm concerned. I'm very happy to have landed it. And I got my degree from MSU. Sure, it was in computer science, but nonetheless. Not the point, Rudo. Yeah, exactly. And some of our very own staff members here at DNVR are even taking MSU Denver online classes right now over the summer. So jump on it now. It's a great opportunity, whether it's your first time going to school or if you're a returning student or if you're just looking for something new, whether it be online or in the classroom. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's with Rudo and AJ. We've had the conversation about Sam Reinhart multiple times already, and I'm trying to hold back the hype. I'm building the dam here because it's not going to happen, right? It's not going to happen. Both of us feel confident that this is not a realistic conversation. Yeah. But, But then Buffalo misses the playoffs. In a 2014 format, and then they fire their GM. <laughs> As the 2015. Yeah, by one team, they miss. They fire their GM. The situation is a struggle. They're going to have to re-sign or extend or find new players in UFA that, as we just mentioned, you know what? Sometimes Buffalo has to pay extra for guys. They're yeah. stuck with Skinner's contract. Presumably, they're holding on to Eichel. All of a sudden, that $6 million that, or $7 million or whatever Reinhardt is going to ask, does that yeah. fit? I mean, I don't know. It fits. Uh, I think, I don't think, I don't think they have a, a problem with it fitting uh, so much as their real problem is uh, what's next. Yep. You know, they, also, they have a they have Dalin coming off of his ELC next year. Yep, you know he's going to be looking at a different defenseman market because uh, Kale McCarr and Quinn Hughes are also going to be signing contracts. Yep, and like, um, I believe Haskinen as well. Yeah, I think so. So we're talking that market is going to look way different. Whatever it ends up looking like. Um, Darlene already has, um, Darlene after two years, he already has the credentials to ask for what Thomas Shabbat did, Yep, which was the eight by eight. And I think that's where a lot of these people, uh, a lot of the agents are going to start with that contract. And I think we're going to see every single one of, uh, Haskinen, Darlene, McCarr and Hughes surpass that deal. I think all four of them with Haskinen being the only one that maybe comes in more of unlike a Provorov. But I think Shabbat should be the benchmark for all four of those guys. So that Darlene contract is, it's not like they're, unless they want to do like a two year bridge deal, which why would they, you know, like they should just 
get this guy locked up and not mess with it. This is one of the few easy things that they have on their plate. And then go from there. So let's be generous and say Dolan signs for 8.5. Okay. You add in Eichel's contract, Skinner's contract, and presumably Kyle Acaposo's contract is unmovable. No contract is unmovable. We've learned that. Are they really going to give up picks in a rebuild to move out Kyle Acapulco's contract? No, but Kyle Acapulco's contract could, uh, I, I mean, I think it's getting to the point where three years left at $6 million, you might, you might wait one more year and then have the buyout conversation. Okay, well, you can have the buyout conversation in a year. Let's talk about at the end of the 21 season when they have to pay Dolan $8.5 million. Okay. And they've got Reinhardt for seven. Let's just say seven. They have Reinhardt for seven. And then you add in a Ristolainen at 5.4. Well, I think Ristolainen's getting and moved this summer. Move. But sure. So, well, we can, we can <clears throat> add, we can subtract. If they have those six players, mm-hmm. that's $45.9 million. All right. So it's, it's going to be a little bit, uh, it's going to be a little over half of their salary cap. Yep. The, the thing is, is that they also will be losing all these, <clears throat> all these old ass veterans that they don't need overpaid, like $4.3 million for Michael for league. Sure. Yeah, right. Like they're going to, they cut, cut all of those guys loose and none of these guys come close. You know, Victor, Victor Olofsson, Dominic Cahoon's next deals will will probably at most uh, be like they combine for what Michael Froelich is making. Yeah. And and then you add in ELCs, add in Asplund, add in Middlestat, add in Cousins. If they get a little bit of lotto luck here next week, 10 days from now, when the lottery happens uh, and they end up in the top three, add in that ELC too. Like they will be so ELC heavy that they'll be able to figure it out. Um, that I'm not too worried about it in terms of money. The big thing is, is you have the realistic conversation. Players are unhappy. Players who have been there are unhappy there. Uh, Eichel's increasingly annoyed. Um, Sam Reinhardt had certainly one high profile run in with the media this year after the perception that he dogged it on a, on a back check. Yep. I watched it and didn't think it was egregious. I thought it wasn't great, but I, I can understand where the media member asked that question. Um, I can also understand where he got annoyed by it. So yep. I didn't, I didn't think it was, um, did, I'll just say this. I've seen Nathan, Nathan McKinnon quit way harder on a play. It happens. And you know, so the point I'm trying to get to here then, is it all just that perception of players wanting out? Is that how the league takes advantage of Buffalo here? Yeah, I think that would have to be it. But Buffalo, you know, Buffalo doesn't have to do anything. They don't have to move these guys out. If they did want to move one or two of them, they need to have something very specific in mind. They can't take on bad money like they did in the St. Louis deal. The Bad money would be idiotic it should be like hard they, targeting of draft picks i would imagine it will and like prospects they need sure they need to get dominic bach or robert thomas not freaking tage thompson replenish the pool whether that's immediate prospects or first round picks in the next year or whatever it, they need they need both to be honest like if they're gonna it, we'll use the abs as an example the abs look at it and they say okay well we're gonna pluck sam reinhardt out of that thing you know, that's where that's where you're having either a Shane Powers, a Martin Cow conversation. Uh, plus, you're having this year's first round pick. Yeah, I, I think that's where the conversation starts. Definitely. Probably adding significantly to that. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, you're I would say a guy off the roster as well. Yeah. Uh, whether that's Jost or Comfer, Graves, you know, Which, one of those types of guys. Sure. A guy that is a guy that is, I would say, twenty six and under, that still has some RFA years yeah, yeah, and can yeah. contribute immediately. Yeah. Which, from a roster standpoint, the Avs could absolutely do. If Definitely bringing in Reinhardt. 
the abs the abs can easily make that package work. Yep. Because they'll have the two obvious guys where they're like hell to the no. Right. You cannot and have New Hook and Byron. And then everyone else. If it's if it's Timmons and then a first, you're not then it, then it's probably like Jost. Because you're not yeah. giving up a yeah. guy that's been better in the NHL than that. Right. Uh, sure. Uh, I'm fine with that. If you're giving up a D prospect, you're also definitely not giving up a D player. Yeah. 100%. So so that's kind of the focus that Buffalo should have. Because if they were to do that deal, they get um, they get t- Connor Timmons, who come, walks in and immediately starts on that defense next year in the NHL. Yep. They get a first-round pick. Again, it's the end of the first round. But that gives them two years in a row with two first rounders. That's not the worst way to rebuild the organization's talent pool. The not really the way the Avs went about it, but we've seen franchises like Toronto just get a billion picks, spray and pray, mm-hmm. and and hit on a couple of them, and all of a sudden you replenish the ranks real quick. I think I think well, and it's how Ottawa has re has rejuvenated their system as quickly as they have is that. They've had multiple years of first round picks where it's like you break down every single trade that they make and you're like, you know what? There's a lot of iffy moves in here. You look at the entire picture and you look at the way that they have dominated the draft board the last couple of years. And to be honest with you, yes, losing out on the fourth overall pick that they gave to Colorado for Bo and Byram, that one hurts but they've mitigated it as well as you possibly can. And the fact that they're going to, they're going to respond to that with two top five picks this year. Like that's how it's done. The, their big one that hurt was giving picks away, not acquiring them. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, as far as that's concerned, I, I think that's the way Buffalo should go. You know, Maybe they should take a real hard look at their scouting core or whoever's making the decisions on the players they draft in the first round. But yeah, and I don't know who's been running their draft board. Uh, if it's the assistant GM who also was fired today, yeah. then that's a good step forward for them. Sense. Yeah, but it they definitely have to they have to take advantage of the opportunity in front of them right now. Um, if they want to have kind of a soft reset, get rid of a guy like Reinhardt. Maybe move out Middlestat in another uh, like Nylander style deal where it's prospect for prospect. Um, fine, but they need to commit to. I, I think what they need to do, they need to commit to youth and resist resist the willingness of uh, the Pajulas to spend money. Yeah, I I definitely think the commitment to youth has to happen. No more acquiring Wayne Simmons. No more giving long-term contracts to dudes about to hit their thirties. Yeah. Stay out of um, like, like when Taylor Hall becomes a free agent don't be like, Hey, Taylor Hall, yeah, don't convince yourself that that's going to help you and give him $10 million over six years. Cause because uh, even if he's good for the first couple of years of that deal, does it even matter for Buffalo? Right. Like, of course, you could see a world where they get lottery luck, right? The Taylor like, Hall magic. That so they they actually well, should go get Taylor Hall to get first overall picks. I see. Okay. No, no, I'm saying because the lottery will happen before they have a chance to no, do I that. Know, so this, uh, I'm saying, what if they what if they end up with the first overall pick? They get Lafreniere, they sign Taylor Hall, and all of a sudden they've got Eichel and Hall and Reinhardt and Skinner and Lafreniere, and you're like, wow, that's a really good top six. I, you can't let yourself think like that, though. You have to cross that bridge when you get there because that's how you burn an organization to the ground thinking that's going to happen. Well, and then they end up there, and then they're just the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, right. Without Connor Hellebuck. <laughs> Got him. Well, like, like that's the difference, right? Because they still don't have a goaltender. Yeah, they don't have an answer in net. I don't know that Ukulpekalukanen is ever going to be the answer in net, despite his unbelievably awesome name. If, assuming they don't win the lottery, I mean they need everything. But Askarov on the table, maybe. You want to turn an organization around with one player? It's goaltender, man. That's their carry price. Yep. Like that's that becomes their carry price. Like, please save us. 
Right. It does. That 100%. Would be, that would be, man, when we do our next mock draft. Have a real hard look at that. Yeah. Depending on where they, if they land in the top yeah. three, then of course. Different story for sure. Yeah. But, but if, if, if say three teams jump them and they end up all the way down at like 10. Got to think about yeah. it. Either way, man. Anyway, I think it's about time we got out of here for the day as, as we're starting to get up to get off track. But you can be certain whatever Buffalo ends up doing, there are going to be teams calling, mm-hmm. looking for something, trying to get something done. Ukopeka Lukanen. Oh, good name. Good name for sure. I'm assuming that's the one he was asking. asking I I think it's a safe bet that that's the one. (laughs) Uh, Either way, we're going to get out of here for the day. Keep an eye on Buffalo. If you hear any rumors, I mean, maybe there's something to him. Maybe there's not. But as always, thank you for listening. And you know the drill. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode. Have some cool guests coming on this week. So looking forward to doing some pretty cool That's right. We have guests on Wednesday, and we will have a, a guest on Friday for Free Skate Friday. So there you go. A little a little tease for you. Something to keep your eye out for. But before we get out of here, I, I'm going to keep reminding everyone, because if I don't, I'll forget myself. Father's Day is coming up this weekend. It's happening. And Manscaped could be the perfect gift for your dad if he's got a lot of hair to deal with their lawnmower 3.0 trimmer can trim every single hair on his body if that's what he needs and it also comes with an amazing package including a carrying case multiple different formulas for deodorant spray on toner you name it sure you can take care of your junk below the belt great highly recommend you do that but you can also take care of your beard you can trim up your sideburns your hair a little bit the chest hair i got a little bit there not too much but you know you can take care of everything with manscaped.com. And when you Does order trim chest hair, absolutely. I don't, like, I feel like, they, I feel like that's like a wax or all no, or nothing job. I don't no. I don't. I, I can't imagine a dude has ever just taken like a thing and been like, no, they 100% do, man. You haven't seen those dudes at the beach with like designs carved into them and stuff. Okay. I mean, I, well, that's a little bit different, um, but is it though? It, I think it is. I, it's different to like trim your chest hair versus I'm carving a design into my hair right. to send a certain artistic message. Maybe you're just not a hairy person, AJ. I mean, are you serious? <laughs> Either way, whatever you need to trim, Manscaped has you covered and you get 20% off plus free shipping when you use code DNVR20 at manscaped.com. Order today and take care of not just your balls, but your entire body. The NPR Avalanche with Hayfully and Rudo. The NPR Avalanche with Hayfully and Rudo. The NPR Avalanche with Hayfully and Rudo. The NPR Avalanche with AJ Hayfully and Rudo.